0: all right it is wednesday uh december 21st stephanie (laughs) <laughs> no april 21st What's snow Let's on like the ground out there. yes snow on the ground in fayette county uh you're back on another edition of kentucky politics weekly i'm your host trey watson joined as always by stephanie seitzer holscher stephanie you keeping warm
1: i am and uh super happy that i recalled that last year we got snow and um three nights of hard frost on mother's day weekend so I have very little sympathy for anybody that's still making the mistake of planting things too early in kentucky we are in zone seven don't plant stuff until mother's day
0: yeah second year in a row i've got stuff uh in the ground hopefully i've got it all covered up hopefully that it it survives survives the next uh, day or so so uh (laughs) we'll we'll see uh let's get to we got a bunch of news to get to let's start with the national news um the, the biggest news story the last uh, several probably last month or so uh, Stephanie is the conviction of uh, Derek uh I guess he, is it Chauvin is that he said Chauvin Derek Chauvin up in uh Minnesota uh for the death of George Floyd and yeah you know, Stephanie I you know I, I kept thinking about this last night and I think I think that it's a, I think that the the celebratory mood of uh, communities of color minority communities over this conviction should send a message to uh their their allies in the in the white communities that you know of of just where their trust in the system is because you know to me my first thought was you know celebrate like why are you celebrating this conviction you because this is this is the way it's supposed to happen. Like that—that'd be like that. You know, you're like the person who claps and the plane lands, or if you're celebrating when you flip the light switch, the lights come on. But for 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 those communities, it doesn't always happen this way. And you know, it
1: almost I, never it, happens. Yeah, this way, and let's I, be clear. You know, and
0: I and I would hope that that that's that that's a message that in the coming days after the initial uh, after the initial kind of reaction of the conviction comes across, I, I would hope that people that that the people who are who are pushing for change kind of take that message and and move forward that, that, Hey, you know, this is the way it's supposed to happen. Let's try to make sure we do this going forward. You know, I, I think there's two buckets here. They're stopping, they're stopping the deaths from happening to start with. That's certainly party number one, but party number two is, when something like this does occur making sure that justice is properly done now i do know you know in policing it's it's difficult because you also can't handcuff the cops and and put themselves where where they're they're putting themselves or civilians in a, in a in a spot of danger because they feel like they can't uh react the proper way you know so it's it policing it's 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 a difficult you know, oftentimes I'll say oftentimes it's a, it's a difficult high wire act to pull, you know, this instance and some of the other ones that we've seen clearly were, were not, but you know, you compare something like something like this to the Breonna Taylor incident where it's with the exception of one Rambo dude, you know, it was a bad policy that was, that was properly executed. Um, you know, it's, it's such a hard complex issue, but I do think that you know for too long it's given too much of a benefit of the doubt to 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 the to the officers and people who were legitimately guilty were able to get off because of well i thought there might be danger you know it and you know hopefully it it this is the the beginning of a of a, a you know where we always want to be which is in the middle where it's not it's not too fair to the, it's not overly fair to the cops and it's not overly punishing to to uh to, to the people, it's got to be in the middle and justice has to be blind.
1: I take a, a, a more of a grim view. Um, yes, there's a huge relief that that this one um, individual was held accountable so far. Right. I mean, uh, we know one of the things about American uh, justice system is an endless appeals process. <laughs>
0: well, and the attorney general um, up there has said that he plans to file more charges in the incident. I don't know if that's more charges against this one guy or against other other officers, but he, he said he's uh, New York Times this morning reported Keith Ellison, former congressman attorney yeah. general up there has said that, he, that he's not done with this incident yet.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I still take a grim view of this. I mean, just in during the duration of the trial, there were a multitude of of incidents involving police in this country, including in Louisville, where it came out this week, early this week, that uh, it's on video. Um, A man, uh, a protester, he's sort of a usual suspect protester. Kind of of one of
0: the protest leaders based on some of the. Yeah, I
1: mean, he's a guy who apparently, you know, walks around carrying a big wooden cross. I mean, so you kind of have to wonder, first of all, what a public threat he really posed. Um, but the video shows, uh, what the way I see, look, at this video is the cop, uh, couldn't get the handcuffs on. Like that was his own fault. You know, he's standing there for what feels like three minutes struggling to get the handcuffs while the guy's standing still. He's not resisting. And I, th- I it's unclear to me what happens next, but you know, they say he resisted arrest and, uh, the cops start punching the guy in the face and you know, I mean, a year or so ago, when when we started hearing, you know, defund the police as a, as a comms person in politics, I pushed back I'm like, oh, God, this is it, a, it,
0: it was bad message.
1: Mess- <laughs> but you know what? You know what? I think I'm there now. I am. The, 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 Despite the, what the, happened yesterday. The, I think the, I'm there.
0: The message, the mess, the problem with that whole situation is the messaging is bad on it because they're, they're 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 their message but is, is it- not defund the police. It's it's transfer funding. It's not.
1: I think we need, in many of these police departments in America, we need to start over, like starting at LMPD, okay? I mean, I, like, I'm like i not sure, I, I, I get it now, because I, I don't think that you can fix this in a lot of places, maybe most places in this country. Um, policing is broken, and now I will say, a lot of people think, I mean, it, it works the way it was designed to work, but it is not how it should work work but I mean, what, what's, a modern, what's the, what's civilized what's society. The, I mean,
0: you, 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 you know, when it's not like a restaurant that you can close down for a week and Listen, retool.
1: I want to I want to I want to uh, refer. There's a piece in The Atlantic this week uh, by Ibram Kendi. Um, he's a pretty prominent um, author. He wrote the um, How to Be an Anti-Racist book. He's the guy who he edited the um, new book, uh, The 4000 Souls, I think is what it's called, about black American history. But he's got some information in here. And I want to read some of this. Um, He says, uh, the piece is called Compliance Will Not Save My Body. He says in here, American police have killed more than 6,000 people since 2015. American police kill civilians at a much higher rate than law enforcement officers in every other wealthy country do. American police kill 33.5 people out of every 10 million, which is more than three times the second highest national rate, which is Canada's. Um, In the US, black people are killed by the police at more than twice the rate of white people. Police, this is a crazy statistic right here, this one, police are the sixth leading cause of death for young black men after cancer. More people die in police custody in the U.S. than in any other wealthy country. I mean, and, and what he goes on to talk about is in the next paragraph, right, because everybody knows I've got um, ties to um, criminal justice reform work. And when he when he points out in the next paragraph is all of this police vi- violence has not made us um, one of the safest countries in the world or even close to the safest. We are still in the middle of the global pack of nations on crime and homicide rates. Several nations in Africa and Latin America have far less beliefs and far less crime. So so the point is, is it's not working. It's not working, it's not making us safer. Um, And so I, I think, you know, you talked about bad policies a few minutes ago, and I think there are so many bad policies um, like what happened um, to uh, Breonna Taylor, you know, use of force policies. I mean, I'm, people are saying that, that you know, punching this guy in the face three or four times was acceptable policy. And I just don't understand how, you know, I mean, we need to rethink a lot of this. Like the guy was a protester. I mean, do we really think that's necessary? Do we really think that that's necessary? Because, you know, what, what you have now is, total broken trust among most of the public and police. Um, and, and you, we can talk about, oh, well, if they just comply, right. Except Adam Toledo com- complied when they told him to drop his gun and he still got shot. You know um, it, it, it's, it's broken and it's, it's beyond bad apples. It's bad institutions um, that are protected by bad unions. Um and I, I think, you know, there's been a discussion um being had, uh, being started about, you know, why are you know, why are we doing traffic stops this way? Right. Uh it was the guy in, I forget which state now, uh last I think it was Minnesota. It was it was the other guy in Minnesota last week yeah. who um, you know, was pulled over because his uh you know, registration was expired and they all admit that and the cops admit that they knew that the DMVs or the, the, you know, the transportation department was, was actually behind in, in getting these things out to people. So, I mean, you can be pulled over for having an air freshener dangling in your rear view mirror. mirror. I mean, and, and these things are leading to violent encounters and exchanges and, and it's, you know the public is not safer for this. The public has less trust in policing, and I think, um, I, I we we need a change. And uh, LMPD is still as broken as it was when Breonna Taylor was was killed.
0: Well, we'll we'll get to LMPD in a little bit because it. I tweeted earlier this week that it is it is it boggles the mind that Greg Fishery is still the mayor of that city. But we'll we'll get there in a minute. But you know, I, I think. I think we almost have to, have to go the other direction. We don't need to defund the police. We need to get them more money so we can hire better officers, and so we can stop. You know, one what every 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 driver knows if it's towards the end of the month and you're anywhere near what could be a possible speed trap, don't speed because these guys all have like a requisite number of tickets because the department helps fund itself based off the tickets. Let's make it so that the department doesn't have to pull people over to to fund themselves. Let's make it so we can hire and retain good officers and, and we don't have to get the dregs that are coming in. They don't need less money. They need more money, but they also need to be mandated to spend it the right way They don't need to spend that money to go buy a fricking tank. They need it to they yes. need to spend on personnel.
1: That's true, but I will say this and I'm going to I'm glad you brought up the funding issue because I actually want to correct the record from some things I said last week that I have since learned. Um, I, I'm not I said the same thing last week. I agreed that, you know, we need to um, if we want better cops, we got to pay better wages. And, uh, what I've learned actually is, um, uh, American, and this is in the same, um, uh, Kendi Ibram, uh, Kendi article, uh, he says, American state and local governments collectively spend nearly $118.8 billion on policing. Only the U S and China spend more on their militaries than the U S spends on its police forces.
0: Well, one of the problems there, I think is Fayette County, depending on where you are in the county, you could have, what four layers of po- of police over top of you You can have UK police, mm-hmm. Fayette County police, local sheriff and state police, all having jurisdiction over you, depending on where you're at in, in Fayette County,
1: Fayette County public schools too, which we're yeah. going to talk about so, later. They have their own police force,
0: you know, that's, and that's, that's a larger, you know, you want, this is a whole different discussion. We're getting really far away from the topic, you know, if you, but if we're going
1: to get to that later. But,
0: but if I'm just saying, if you want to, if you want to deal with, with, with budgetary issues in this in this state and in this country, it's jurisdictional you know if you if you want to start you don't and you don't even need to combine counties you just need to combine services you need to you know my, my i always say about my mom lives up in pennsylvania and she pays a township tax a county tax a city tax and a state tax the, the, the township the county and the city all have their own police departments. They all have their own fire departments. They all have their own school boards and school systems. You know, we have too many layers of government in this country. And that and that leads to, to multiple things that leads to uh, to increased demand for officers. So there's competition for for those good officers, which means, you know, one force can't have a whole force. Of, you know, we have five, it's let's let's layer fake public schools, UK police, Lexington police, sheriff State police. That's five layers of cops in Fayette County. Mm-hmm. You can't possibly have one full force of good cops because there's not enough personnel to go around. You know, right. you, you you can. And that, like I said last week
1: they're too low. I, I said the last standards week, are just too
0: low. Well, well, I said last week. I think you can if you if you paid more, you had less layers and you had good. You had more good cops. You wouldn't need at you wouldn't need as big a force to do the job of of a larger force. So let's peer, peel some of those layers of of policing and layers of bureaucracy out and, and start combining services. It's going to stay, save the state money. It's going to make everything more efficient. We're going to have more skilled people doing the job. It's just... You
1: sound like the folks advocating for merging merging governments in Kentucky because that has about as equal of a chance. I,
0: I well, mean, actually, I would say in East Kentucky because of budget conditions out there in East Kentucky, I've talked to the county judges out there. They're, they are actively looking at doing things like merging 911 services, merging ambulance yeah. services, merging uh, emergency rescue services because they just they're they're at a point where they can't afford it and you know does a county you know we, we're getting down to one of these counties have i think Robertson county's got like 5200 people does a county of 5200 people need their own like police right. force and 911 service or can they can they go in with a neighboring county and relocate the facility somewhere where you know where it's it's central and share services to save taxpayers some money just, and to make the services
1: better going going back to the law enforcement issue you know i i, I said it last week and i and i and i kind of want to re. You know, I want to recount some of what I said because recall some of what I said because, you know, the more the more incidents that have come out just in the last couple of weeks. I mean, I just think fundamentally, police culture, law enforcement culture, it's toxic, and it's broken, and it is not. We we at some point have gotten so far away from, you know, serving and protecting the community to treating. Every single person is if they are suspicious, especially if their skin is dark. Um, You know, they treat every every incident like they're you know, it's it's going to be an enemy combat situation. There's too much of a militaristic. It's not just the tools. And that's a problem. It's the mindset that's also part of the problem. Um, You know, and so there's there's bad policies, there's bad laws and. And I just, uh, you know, I I'm relieved that that there was accountability in the Chauvin case, but I'm not real hopeful that much um, is going to change.
0: All right. Well, let's move along. We got other news to deal with. Um, Let's talk about infrastructure, Stephanie.
1: Do we Uh, have to?
0: (laughs) It seems like we talk about every week. President Biden, though, that's obviously his big push. He's got like a three billion dollar plan that apparently infrastructure includes like, you know, the theater and and uh, all sorts of other ridiculous stuff that is not, in fact, infrastructure. Uh, so, before, I guess before we actually have a debate infra- infrastructure spending, we have to have it. We're going to have to have a debate in Congress of what actually entails infrastructure, um, which to me is just asinine and stupid. You know, let's. Oh, I, I wish this is the problem with politics, Stephanie. If the Democrats would just come out and say, hey, we think we need to reshape gov- how government spends money, what government spends money on, and we're doing it. People would have a lot more respect from them than if they're trying to sell them this piece of bullshit. Or oh, it's infrastructure, and then you got Elizabeth Warren being like, "Childcare is infrastructure, and this is infrastructure." And that's Im-. no infrastructure is shit you build. That's the infrastructure of the <laughs> no. This other stuff is is nice, and, it, and it's worthwhile looking at spending money on it. But it's not infrastructure. Stop calling it infrastructure. It's not.
1: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think like in any 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 exercise, you're going to have to make. <laughs> clear uh you know you got to start with agreeing on a definition of these things um uh but i do think that we need to broaden the definition i mean infrastructure is not just um bricks and yes, mortar infrastructure and, steel is and, concrete.
0: Roads and brick and mortar and electrical grid that is infrastructure the other stuff is other stuff this like, is infrastructure
1: okay but infrastructure to me infrastructure it means anything that supports um, the function of an economy, right? Infrastructure,
0: so, noun: the basic f- physical and organizational structures of and
1: facilities. Organizational structures. Example:
0: buildings, roads, power supplies needed for the operation of a society or enterprise.
1: Sure, uh, but I think that you could talk about the necessity of soft infrastructure, right? I mean, okay, yes, okay, I that, need but a road. That's a different
0: bill. That's a different bill. <laughs> the, the problem. The, pro- the problem is they've got like five bills crammed in this, and we've talked about it before stephanie that, that too often in congress things don't happen because they want the perfect they want 100 of it and if we don't get 100 then we're not going to do any of it and that's well but you and i both up. know
1: i mean you well you and i both know you don't start where you think you're going to end up right Oh, the, the, no,
0: the, i mean the democrats have made pretty clear that they're not moving off of where they're at they're you know biden is kind of kind of trying it, it it seems to me like maybe biden is the one guy who's trying to nudge the rest of the democrats over on the negotiating table but it's very clear to me that democrats in the house and senate have no interest in talking to republicans on it and honestly i mean you look at some of the statements coming out of mansion i don't think the democrats are gonna have the votes on it if they try to pass it the way that yeah. it is
1: i don't know infrastructure bill's boring
0: so, is it infrastructure week yet <laughs> there, all right uh last national thing i want to talk about is uh is uh, embarrassing for the party my party should be embarrassing for the nation uh uh congresswoman green congressman gozart a couple others tried to form the america's uh america first caucus and uh, that lasted all of about a day uh i'm, I'm trying to I'm googling real fast Stephanie, exactly what their statement was on on i, I want to make sure i get the, the verbiage right on what the hell it uh it was supposed to be hold on one second i'm pulling it up here because like this is even uh, it's they, they they wanted to uh to protect our anglo-saxon political traditions uh yeah uh,
1: i I'm, I'm frankly shocked that it didn't go through
0: i mean oh no i'm not <laughs> i'm i mean they have like four people in it but i mean you
1: I'm- saw i'm sure you saw the piece in the new york times on the, on sunday about you know the the money that these uh you know the nutzos in uh, your party are raking in compared to the not nuts members of your party.
0: So, uh, well, strength, uh, the, the stated purpose in a platform document introduced and included in, uh, the defense of America as a nation strengthened by the common respect for uniquely Anglo- Anglo-Saxon political ideas. Uh, but by the way, let me just say, as a uh, person of Scotch Irish descent uh, and a ca- and uh, going back generations Catholic, um, they, I'm probably I probably wouldn't be welcoming that caucus either.
1: So (laughs) it's it's you know, it's just a dog whistle. It's a dog whistle for, you know, uh, might as well have named it the White Supremacy Caucus or the KKK Caucus. I mean, and they know it and they're not even shy about it.
0: No, they're I mean. Yeah, the, the good news is plenty of Republicans, even outside of the usual critics were pretty vocal on this not being appropriate <laughs> and it, it it died pretty quickly. You know, I was, Stephanie and I were talking before the call. There was a movement this week over things that, uh, uh, that, uh, well, oh, what's her nuts out in, out in uh, California. Help me here.
1: Marge, no, yeah. uh, Maxine
0: Waters. Yeah. Maxine Waters said about, you know, that if, if, if the trial didn't work out the way they wanted to in Minnesota, they should get more confrontational and a move to censure her. I, you know, I wish that McCarthy had the balls to, to offer a a uh, compromise, to Democrats and censure Waters and censure Green and censure Gozart. just censure all of them and it just say, "Listen, we got people who are members of Congress saying things that are that's unbe- unbecoming of a member of Congress. Y'all need to shut the hell up and yep. get back to doing the business of the people." I, I I wish that McCarthy had had the the balls to do that.
1: If we uh, want to bring back civility, it has to start at the top.
0: Yeah uh anyway i just wanted to mention that those people were batshit crazy and they need to go away uh going to state and news, they're not going to well we'll, we'll see i, I think they'll have primaries we'll see what happens uh, uh state news uh andy Bashir d- did what he's he does best and filed a lawsuit uh this one against uh ryan Quarles in the legislature over the changes to the uh, state fair board uh, And I, I tweeted over the, over the week uh, weekend stephanie you know th- there's only one reason need to be sure about this lawsuit and there's only one reason need to be sure it gives a rat's ass about the state fair board and it's same reason that he fought so hard on fish and wildlife uh the commissioner that it's those are prime 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 and demand political patronage appointments those are play those are our jobs that people you know i i am i am always very disappointed in uh, the amount of political education in the country, and the general where the general opinion of of, of politicians and and campaigns has fallen to when people when people tell me, just matter of frankly that they assume that a political donation buys influence or buys stature or buys legislation. It's it's simply not true, Republican or Democrat. I know enough of these guys. I'm telling you, it's not true. However, I will say there is a a sector of high end uh, society and the Bashirs have a specific troubling family history of it where money might not buy you influence, but or, or a piece of legislation, but it can buy an appointment and or it can buy you keeping your job. We know specifically through legal documents that that that's occurred. The Bashir administration, the uh, Steve Bashir administration and the state fair board is one that in the past people have been willing to pony up money for to, to, to get on that board. This is, you know, Steve Bashir. He's, why the hell? I mean, last year, if you recall, the state fair, they didn't even call. Commissioner Quarles to tell him that they had made a decision on, on his, on his uh, proposal and the state fair board's proposal to have a socially distanced state fair. They were basically told, well, watch the press conference today. You'll find out what it is. Andy Bashir does not give a rat's ass about the state fair board. This is about patronage and taking away an appointment that he can raise money off of. So, you know, there, there's no reason that this should be overturned. It's entirely up to the legislature to, to decide. It's not the Constitution that the governor gets to appoint these. This is that was a legislative thing and the legislature could change it. Andy Bashir is wrong on this. Uh, he's going to do what he did many, many, many more times than he than he uh, he won. in as attorney general, he's going to lose yet again because he doesn't understand the law or the actual powers of the executive branch. Um, so kudos to Andy Bashir for wasting taxpayer money for filing this lawsuit.
1: I mean, I think the bigger Andy Bashir news this week is the announcement that they're not going to roll back, um, you know, COVID restrictions until June.
0: No, 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 Um, until 2.5 million vaccinations, which he says could be until June. A lot of other experts are saying it could be maybe seven months.
1: Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I think that's a problem for him. I think it's a really big problem, and I think he – uh, you know, we're going to talk, I hope we're going to talk about Nick uh, Storm's just incredibly written, scathing uh, indictment of Greg Fisher, but a lot of similarities uh, to, uh, in my view, to Andy Bashir in the, you know, um, a, a little bit in a bubble. Last uh, hours. Of, a, a little bit in a bubble of what's going on and um, clinging to, you know, when everybody all loved Andy and had Andy yard signs uh, you know, a, a lot of people who were all with him at the beginning understand at this point, anybody in Kentucky who wants a vaccine can get a vaccine, okay? And, yeah, I understand that we still have to be worried about kids because they can't get the vaccine yet, and it's frustrating as all hell, and nobody can, you know, nobody's more frustrated than people like your wife about, you know, the, the poor rates of vaccines, Uh, in Kentucky but at some point you know the Republican your party's criticisms of nanny state may be a bit accurate like
0: you you can't strap people down and stick it in their arms
1: but at some point it's like the chips are going to have to fall where they may there is a much smaller number of people who um, can't get the vaccine um, for medical reasons. It's generally just people who would be so um, allergic to it as to go in anaphylactic shock. I don't think this is a big number of people. Okay, um, I, I feel bad for those individuals. They're going to have to, you know, get themselves some KN95s and 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 manage their risk. But at some point, like. It's absurd. You know, it is absurd that I'm fully vaccinated and I'm still, you know, wearing a mask at the rock climbing gym. It is absurd that you cannot sit at a bar in a lot of bars still because of some weird, you know, anybody in Kentucky who wants a vaccine, frankly, has been able to get one for what, at least probably two, three weeks. Yeah. I mean, it was, it's probably been a month that it was really opened up to anybody um, and widely available. So I, I think that this is going to be a problem for him and it's going to become a quick problem if he doesn't wake up and say, see that like this, this doesn't make sense to vaccinated people anymore.
0: Well, and, and at some point, you know, I just the, the political realities of the world have never really sunk in with him that, Hey, uh, I'm dealing with a state that, even after I got elected governor, returned even larger Republican majorities in the General mm-hmm. Assembly. But, and, 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 you know, I think that says less about how Andy Bashir dealt with COVID and more just about the state. And you you, you watch governors like Andy Beshear in other States where a Democrat was able to, to become governor. They are working very heavily with the legislature They're You know, they're, they're trying very hard to be like, Hey, look, I'm, I may be a Democrat, but I'm your Democrat. You know, I'm a, he has zero interest in playing that game. None. He, I, I think he just, he has never been able to grasp his small mind around the fact that he won because Matt Bevin was an asshole and people hated him. And that's why he's governor. He's not governor because people were inspired. Andy Bashir's maybe one of the least inspiring politicians I've ever heard speak or watched operate. He's he's not. He never inspired anyone. He won because the other guy was a jerk, and but Bashir seems to believe in his own greatness, and it's going to be his downfall.
1: And and. It's exactly right. And it's, it's, a, it's putting yourself in a bubble and not realizing that people have short mem- memories and even all the people that were so with you and on board and happy hour, you know, with Andy Bashir on TV or whatever, that's, that is a distant memory, my home. friend. And that is not going to help you get reelected. That yeah. is not going to help you get reelected. And, you know, there's a lot of things that have not been fixed and addressed and, um, And uh, I think that's a problem.
0: All right. uh, Let's uh, go with a couple more small things and then we'll, 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 we'll move on a couple larger issues. Uh, A Harrisburg man was arrested this week. Uh, Turns out he's one of the guys who uh, was pushing and pulling on the gates at the U S Capitol on January 6th. And, uh, shoved a uh, a female U.S. Capitol police officer backwards. She whacked her head against the stairs and knocked her unconscious. Uh, there's video of him shoving and pushing on a couple other officers as well. Uh, a gentleman named Stephen Chase Randolph from Harrodsburg. Uh, so he's probably going to uh, to uh, the not fun federal prison for a little while. Uh, enjoy your uh, enjoy your stay, sir. Um, up in Louisville we've got news coming out of the current journal by Deb yetter that, uh, the former uh, juvenile justice commissioner has appealed her firing saying that, uh, it was incomplete. Stu- the, the investigation was incomplete, biased and compromised and saying she was subject to misogyny, which is a term I'd never heard before, but it's uh, attributed to an author and an academic named Moya Bailey that, uh, to describe prejudice or hostility aimed at black women. Uh, there's a couple of things she says that if they occurred are absolutely inappropriate, such as someone posting, uh, a photo at a staff video meeting of a monkey in earrings and pearls and lipstick meant to represent the former commissioner. That's obviously outside the bounds of good taste and, and, and and uh, uh, polite society. Uh, however, I, I've, I've heard some things that I, I'm not comfortable saying on, on air, but things that definitely that, that have been, Kind of bubbling around the back, of you know, This because this was pretty quiet for a while, but I think some people are starting to the Frankfurt rumor mills kicking around and moving some moving some stuff around. And if the things that that I've heard, some stuff that she did, are true, then she she needed to go because it was it was not good and it was certainly not becoming someone her position. Um, so I'm assuming we'll see more come out on that here in the coming weeks and months. Um, i guess uh two issues uh let's let's get to you want to do fake county let's 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 start with the one that's kind of a solo thing
1: i feel uh, like we should talk about greg fisher could we keep well, let's, let's, alluding let's get, to that but let's
0: get to that in a second let's let's okay. so just we got one more thing that's kind of a kind of a standalone i know you're frustrated about is uh hmm. this guy this guy that uh uh from clark county who uh oh
1: my gosh this is a crazy story right like there's yeah. two crazy aspects of this so a piece in the hero later by uh, John Chiefs, um, Trey's favorite reporter in Kentucky.
0: I get along well <clears throat> with John.
1: <laughs> I'm just kidding
0: he's never he's uh, never written a front page week weekend before the election article about me so you know. <laughs> uh
1: this is a crazy story for a couple of reasons actually so it's about this uh, winchester factory worker who spent 14 months in jail on child porn charges before prosecutors agreed to drop the case because repeated searches of his apartment and digital devices failed to turn up evidence against him okay so like First of all, before we even get to the other part of this the 14 story, fourteen months to complete like, investigation—crazy. Well, fourteen months while well, the police uh, tried desperately to find more evidence, and as it turns out, the only evidence that they had to. Um, arrest him in the first place was a tip from um, Lexington police that allegedly linked his IP address to a child sex video downloaded from the internet. So the Clark County Sheriff's Department, they raided his home in a apartment complex. Okay. After repeatedly searching over coming months, they found no evidence of porn, not in his apartment or any of the digital devices they seized, including a phone, tablet xbox server modem printers and dvds chief says in the story finally prosecutors acknowledged that someone else around the large apartment complex could have accessed his network which was unsecured
0: by, by, by the way i think an important important point to make here is that he Knew he was innocent. So, and this is a mistake that people, that innocent people often make because you think, oh, the system, he waived his right to counsel. That's why I spent 14 months in prison. Never, folks, never waive your right to counsel. Never.
1: (laughs) Never. I mean, first of all, before we get to the rest of the story, Um, I mean, this has wrecked this man's life. Yes, Um, He has had to leave Winchester, his hometown, and he lost his apartment, his car, his job, and his social circle because, you know, he says, quote, my reputation, it's shot. I've got people I've known for years don't have anything to do with me anymore because they believe the law. Okay, so that part of it is bad. The crux of this story actually has nothing to do with that. It's the fact that when he finally walked free, The jail in Clark County handed him a bill for $4,000, citing a 2000 (laughs) law that uh, the jail demands um, that he pay for the cost of his incarceration. And this is going to the Supreme Court on Wednesday. Um, The the Supreme Court of Kentucky will be asked to decide if that is constitutional. Crazy enough, the. By by the
0: way, all the lower courts have decided for the law
1: that it was proper, which is. So crazy to me, uh, because in the at the end of the story, chief story, actually, I don't I don't know how they're interpreting this, because he also cites a portion of the law that says a prisoner in a county jail shall be required by the sentencing court to reimburse the county for expenses incurred by reasons of prisoners confinement. So I don't know how anybody how any reasonable person doesn't read that and say sentencing court, meaning you're only on the hook for this if you're sentenced.
0: Yeah, I mean, Um, should they I mean, they should be paying him way more than $4,000. I I mean, this is
1: this is insanity. This is insanity. I mean, and frankly, like, I mean, there's such a moral I mean, we're talk about, you know, moral versus law uh, when we get to Fayette County public schools in a minute. But like any jail that wants to stand by this. I, I, that it's not in good conscience, friends. Like, I, I respect some of the jailers in Kentucky. I've worked with them on justice reform. Um, but, you know, if you're still doing this as a way to make money, stop. Stop it.
0: Well, I'll say we need to move along. I'll say one last thing is similar to the incident uh last month with the guy in, in Louisville who uh, it was crazy and killing people and should not have been let out of prison or or yes or. Oh, similar yes. So, similar to that hopefully this is one of those e- extreme extreme cases of a more frequent issue that helps drive legislative change you know oftentimes there's something that keeps happening but it's a, but it's a, but it's it's on a smaller level and but it takes one extreme example of the of the problem like this to to fire the the neurons in the in the collective legislature to to get them to make change hopefully this incident will will i i I would i would be but here's
1: the thing I, I i would be
0: i would be shocked if there is not uh if there's not legislation pre filed to change this law
1: oh i i doubt it because as chiefs reports um over a recent five year period kentucky jails now only half of the 80 jails are charging these fees but over a five year period Kentucky jail, so about 40 jails, reported billing nearly $20.9 million in booking and housing fees. Now, they're not even doing a great job but, but collecting I, those I,
0: fees. I, I would bet that that something that's basically said, that, that clarifies, you have to be convicted in order to pay, before be, be asked to pay this. I, I would There will be some change to this law next session, I, I guarantee you. It will, pass, I right. will it pass? I don't know, but I'm, I'm, I guarantee you it will be filed.
1: This is immoral. Um, it's immoral.
0: Speaking of moral, let's talk about Fayette County. Uh, Where do we start public schools? Oh, um, well, do you want to start with cheese sandwiches or black students?
1: Um, well, it's probably uh, connected little... to both, frankly. Yeah, but... um, so so there's a there there is there is a consistent theme. There's two pieces in the Herald Leader um, this morning about Fayette County Public Schools. Um, so, the first piece, uh, Fayette County Schools criminalizing punishing Black students disproportionately, um, a, a project by a national uh, grassroots law project, the NAACP of Lexington, and the Kentucky based Institute for Compassion and Justice um, said the data obtained through a district open records request and KDE uh, school report card shows that the school district spends more on, no, not that part. I don't want to cite that part because they got that, that math wrong. Uh, What they have found is that um, the black students were subjected to expulsion and suspension at a higher percentage than their racial representation of 23%. So, so Fayette County, uh, so black students in Fayette County make up 23% of the population, but the data they have shows that black students represent 35% of expulsions and 42% of susp- suspensions. So this is a concern because it's you know this is racial. This is when people when democrats progressives talk about institutional racism and people scratch their heads and they don't know what that means, okay? Like this is what this means, friends. Like this is what we're talking about. Um, it doesn't make any sense. Um,
0: well, because we I, I, don't, want, I will say the one thing I'd want to see is the like the breakdown of schools because I'm betting that the number of suspendable of uh, uh, suspendable events, whether they're suspended or not, the number of suspendable events are probably higher at uh the schools that are that are OK, but there's in lower some income inst- areas.
1: OK, but there's some institutional racism baked into. No, that I agree. Well. I agree. But First I, I, of all- I just want to
0: say that to start with but
1: but what they're going to have, you're not wrong, technically, the way things are probably laid out, but I would say that they're going to have to dig deeper. Um, you know, Fayette County doesn't, the, so the Fayette County School District doesn't deny this part of it. Now, they, there's question, and I don't really care that much about the, the, the cost here, uh, but... They're, they're saying, you know, we know this is a problem, okay, and we're working on it and we're doing training and anti-bias training. And these groups are saying, you, you got to do more. And when they say that, what they mean is things like what we're just touching on here. Yeah, I'm sure that if you looked, if you dug deep into the data, uh, the suspensions were probably justified according to the policies, but you got to look at the policies. And first of all, stepping back, we know that from evidence, that, that suspensions and susp- expulsions I, it's insane that that's even still like a big tool in these toolboxes uh it's it's ineffective it doesn't work it doesn't solve any of it's, your problems it's cu-
0: cutting off your your nose despite your face like all it does great, is the-
1: remove I I get it that teachers have a problem and and they can't teach if there's a distracting student and and the argument has long been that they've got to be able to remove the distraction. However, this is we know we know from evidence that this doesn't solve your problems. We know um, that it's it's biased. Right. Like we know, for example, um, black girls are treated uh, more like adults um, than they are uh, than are white uh, girls like if 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 you have a white teenager or thirteen year old and a black uh, thirteen or fourteen year old, they've done studies. I've actually seen one very recently. Um, there's a lot of bias about you know the black girls. Um, so there's there's a, that is a huge problem that they they're going to have to dig a lot deeper than anti bias training. You also aren't taking into fact um, trauma. Um, I've studied a lot about, um, adverse childhood experiences, which are, um, traumas that, uh, that children, uh, face that affects them for the rest of their lives. And, um, that's why we are all calling for more mental health professionals in our schools because you can't, you know, instead of asking these kids, you know, what's wrong with you, why you know you you just beat the crap out of somebody? We have to suspend you now. You're a bad egg. We need to be asking, what is happening to you? Because here's an example, Trey. Um, fighting. I bet I bet the data would show that a lot of these suspensions and expulsions uh, were for fights, altercations at schools. Yes. Now I would also contend to you with a thousand percent certainty that a lot of that, that if you look at those kids that are involved, and these are children, okay? If you looked at that and you talked to those kids, I bet you will find in the vast majority of these instances, a lot of trauma in their home lives, homelessness. Um, you know, we saw a report this week that Kentucky ha- has had a um, explosion of overdose uh, yeah. is during the pandemic. We have to get to the root of what is happening here, instead of just this this punishment that doesn't actually work. By the way, it doesn't fix anything; it just removes the problem temporarily. You know, um, it,
0: even even going down to, to little kids. You know, we, we, my four year old. There's a kid in his class who who you know they got one probably acts out. He rips books and tears stuff off the wall. And my wife keeps telling my four year old, you know, you 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 can't be mean or mad to him because we don't know why he's acting out. You know, maybe maybe. Uh, you know, there's something going on in his house. And it's hard to explain to a four year old. But, you know, could is my wife for trying to, to yes. explain that, to him, that, you know, you can't you can't be mad at him because he's acting out because he's not it's not his fault. There's something going on in his life that's causing him to do this. And, yeah. Man, and that goes that goes for kids of any age
1: of any age. And so that is why when I say, yeah, sure, they were suspended for her. Uh, incidents, but we have to start doing better and digging deeper and finding out, you know, and because I'll tell you, uh, I want to circle it back. So, that the fighting example, uh, we know from science the neurobiology of trauma that when, okay, imagine if you were running through the woods and being chased by a bear, you would have the fight, flight, or freeze response, right? So imagine that bear is your mother and she's drunk every night and she's screaming and and cursing at you or cursing at at your dad or whatever. And imagine if that's every night. So what happens to the brain and the physiological uh, body's reaction is it produces too much of that adrenaline and it floods your brain. And basically the, the part of your brain that makes, um, Rational decisions. First of all, it's underdeveloped in children to begin with. But for kids who experience um, repeated prolonged trauma, it doesn't turn on, right? They immediately, so when there's a conflict at school, they immediately, that trauma brain induces them into fight. It's, 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 their bodies are producing too much adrenaline. And so we have got to start looking at that and, um, and, and, this is this is problematic in so many ways.
0: All right, let's talk about cheese sandwiches. Yeah. Um, so fake County schools right now—they've uh, uh for the pandemic every, every school in Lexington's got uh, free and reduced price lunch, and they've suspended any sort of uh, punishment for students who don't who, who who, I guess not every school, but some of them do, and, and for the ones that that don't uh, that, that don't they they've suspended kind of the requirement to pay. Um, but there the policies coming back after this school year that if you don't pay and you've got outstanding debt that you're still offered lunch but basically it's just it's just a, a cheese sandwich so every student you know if you're if you're eating that lunch you know that you're poor and you're not paying your bills um you know i will say Fayette county not every school uh like my, my son's school has i think 43 schools every student gets their gets their uh their meals paid for uh but we got more than 43 schools. So there's some where this is, is still affecting. I, you know, I, I hope they, they figure out some way to, to deal with this. Cause it's just, you know, a kid not being able to being able to pay for their lunch. is not the kid's fault and f- to, to punish them or embarrass them or single them out is it's just not fair to the kid. Cause it's, it's not their fault that their parents forgot to send them with money. Didn't send them with money. Can't afford it. You know, it's 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 not the fault of the kid. And to, to punish. Trey, I
1: can't even I can't even believe that this is even something that we're talking about no. in, to, to, in, a, to, in a modern civilized society. And to
0: just to, to punish kids because of actions of their parents is, is wrong. I don't care if it's in school. I don't care if it's the dumb welfare drug testing thing. You know, any anything that you do that punishes children for the actions of their parents is wrong.
1: Can we Can we not talk, figure out talk about how like the shame the trauma. I mean, this is a form of institutional bullying. I mean, these kids, that's exactly like, what
0: it is. It's like, well, if you don't pay up, then we're going to make you eat this meal. and Everybody will know
1: this isn't this is beyond the pale. And I'm sorry if Fayette County Public Schools doesn't fix this. And I'm so, like, OK, I don't care where the money comes from. The district says they're seeking money from private groups or non. I mean, What the, I mean, I send my kids to private schools, raise my taxes. I will pay more. Why
0: don't you cut a few fricking staff at Fayette County public school headquarters?
1: This, this is just, this can't stand. And people need to get engaged, right? They need to understand that at the local level, politics is hyper-local. And, you know, for all these people and young people who, who got involved during the, the presidential election, people need to start paying attention to, uh, to politics at their local level, at their school board level. Yeah, they,
0: they 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 don't. I always tell people, Stephanie, like, it, you, you it, it's it's decreasing levels of awareness. Hell, I don't even know who, who the hell my well, I know I know who my school board member is because I might run against her, Stephanie Spires. Listen, uh, my but, guess but, is most people don't know the school board members. Most people don't know who the city council member uh, member is. People just people don't pay attention on a local level, and it's sad.
1: And they need to. And part of the problem here uh, with this both this issue, and I bet if you drilled down on the data, if you looked at the data of who this was affecting, it is probably disproportionate minority black students it's black and hispanic and and you know what you know what there's a direct correlation there is not a single black fayette county public school board member and in a county like fayette county where it is a majority minor it is a minority majority school district that can't stand i mean Fayette County, we've got to figure it out. We've got to figure out how to get um, a, a more diverse school board in place because this these two stories are Exhibit A and B for uh, why.
0: I mean, the problem is the school board because nobody nobody wants to donate to a school board election. So the school board is controlled by KEA lackeys, and we need we need minority we need we need people that are uh, minorities, and we need people that are involved in business that know what sort of skills kids need coming out of school. Those are the two, two groups of people that we don't have the school board that we need. Um, but anyway, moving on, uh, two last things to hit on, uh, both uh, Dick Storm related I guess from last week, his new website making some waves. I guess, Stephanie, let's start with the power rankings. Everybody got, got lots of calls about this last week. Got lots of calls about the ones coming out soon. Uh, Nick's doing a, a series of power rankings. Oh, on Kentucky Fried Politics, kentuckyfried.com. Uh, he's got the power players, he's going to have one of uh, legis- legislate uh, uh, staff power players, uh, kind of uh, you know, who the most influential uh, official staff people are. And he's going to have another one that's of, of I believe, that's going to be of uh, uh, members of the legislature in their power rankings. So, the the uh, kind of overall uh, a power players rank came out uh i was very i was happy to be on the list a little bit disappointed for for the low rank stephanie but you know it's, it, it, it is just happy to be mentioned um but uh, any any thoughts on on the list
1: a lot of friends yeah so you know it's brilliant on nick uh brilliant brilliant strategy on nick's part it's a great way to drive get, eyeballs to get your them site. clicks
0: yep. <laughs> there's one thing people involved in politics love is seeing their name mentioned in print yeah. Uh, yep. But the one you want to talk about is his piece about the Greg, the fall, the spectacular fall of Greg Fisher. First of uh, all, I just yesterday. have to say
1: that um, Nick's talent, uh, his writing talent was so sorely uh, overlooked when he was, um, you know, a broadcast guy. I mean, holy cow. I encourage everybody to read his piece on um, Greg Fisher, just absolutely fantastic writing, scathing indictment. Um you know, talking about, you know, Fisher's Fall, um, says there's three fatal flaws in the businessman that just happens to be mayor. Failed to build relationships. He lacks leadership, and he thinks he's the smartest guy in the room. Um, so it, it's, a, it's a fantastic piece that sort of um, unpacks, uh, you know, what has gone wrong in Louisville and how he has just tried to, you know, insulate himself from it, uh, caring more about, you know, staying in power than actually fixing things. And, you know, I think to, to kind of bring it all back, tie it all back to our initial conversation about law enforcement and policing, you know, I mean, the guy has not done um, much in the way of fixing what's problematic at LMPD. Uh, Steve, Steve you know, Conrad
0: should have been gone when the Explorer stuff came out.
1: Long time ago. I mean, and um, he still hasn't owned it. You know, LMP, and and I think LMPD is a great example of, you know, they 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 use these militaristic tactics. They're punching, they're punching protesters who literally wander down the streets of Louisville with big wooden crosses. Okay, punching them in the face. Um, still you know he's still protecting the police department they're still accused of hiding records and covering records up and not releasing them to the press and public um and louisville by the way is not safer for this it is not a safer city um it is uh it is struggling um and uh so so you you can't i think i think lmpd is exhibit a of you know broken policing you know the tactics they use are and, violent,
0: and how and how it can rot the whole city from the inside out. I and mean, and how
1: it can. It's
0: uh, the the murder rate up there is is astounding. Now some of that has to do with, with kind of it's it's spotted a, at a nexus between two major interstates. But hell, Lexington is in the same situation. We're at the nexus of of the longest north north south uh, connection in in the Midwest and I sixty four. Like, but but we don't have. The, the same issues that they have as far as the murder rates. So, you know, a lot of the excuses that I hear come out of Louisville on why their murder rates so high are, are, are bogus. It's just they're they're not doing the right things to to keep the rate down. And it's causing the rest of the city to 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 rot away from the inside out.
1: I just love this piece. Uh, I had this conversation with somebody a couple of years ago uh, when the Breonna Taylor situation was really uh, flaring up. Um, you know, what is Mayor Fisher doing? I thought he was this good liberal mayor, and they're like, he just can't see uh, the, the, the quote from Nick's piece is in his own mind, according to those around him, he thinks things are not as bad as they are. He doesn't see the ship sinking around him. He still can't own the failures of his terms in office. Um, downtown Louisville looks like something akin to a war zone, and I hear that from a lot of people. It says, uh, still sources say Fisher doesn't get it. His parlay to some buildings in the city being boarded up and in a state of disarray, even in private conversations, is telling those close to him, that Minneapolis has it worse. They had buildings burnt down, Louisville did not. I mean, wow. And I don't doubt the truth of that either. That's that's just crazy. Well, I mean, crazy.
0: I mean everybody knows I've been calling for this guy to resign for almost a year now. Um, I spent my own money to run polling on it uh, for, the, for the podcast to show that a majority of Louisvilleians think he should resign. You know, it, it it astounds me, astounds me that he's just he's just kind of like, well, I, I got a year left,
1: so I'll just hang on. <laughs> I just, uh, it's. It's incredible, Um, you know, but I I love the end. He says nearly every major accomplishment during Fisher's time in office was set in place by the previous administration, leaving many to ponder what will his legacy be, that of a failed leader or is there something more substantial? Uh, It's ironic that a man reportedly so keenly aware of controlling his environment to never lose another political race may have created the very environment that has led to his undoing. Yeah, I mean that right there. Is the definition of failed leadership?
0: Yeah, I mean he's he's done. His legacy is, is tied to Steve Conrad and Brianna and Brianna Taylor.
1: Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention. And I got a, I got a great email this morning from um, Black Lives Matter Louisville organization. I mean, the man had the audacity yesterday to put out a statement about uh, the sho- the Chauvin um, burden. <laughs> it's like you might want to sit this one out, Fisher
0: yeah I, if I were him I' would kind of be like, well, so, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing all right down here <laughs> all right um oh you got any more news to get to Stephanie I think that's everything that I've I got think. on my list
1: uh, a lot. kudos that, to the Herald leader this week what a lot of great great reporting
0: um absolutely uh, if I only
1: didn't have to log into your website every yeah, day yeah three let's, times let's, a day. let's
0: let's end on a pissy rant Herald leader encourage General, hire a goddamn new web people your websites and your in your and your apps suck. I don't want to have to put my freaking password in every single time I want to read an article. If I click on a Facebook, I got to, I got to put password in. If I click on a Twitter, I got to put password in. If I want to open the goddamn app and read an article, I have to put a fix your apps. I don't
1: understand why there's cookies on my phone that, that somehow know that I searched like weeks ago for information to talk about cyber currency on this website. Now, every, literally every ad I see on Twitter is about cryptocurrency, but yet, I've got to log into these, these news sites.
0: Multiple times. Every
1: now. time I want to read a story. Yeah. And then I can never remember. Did I, did I log in through Facebook? Did I log in through Google? And if you hit the wrong one, game over.
0: <laughs> yeah. F- fix your shit, Herald-Leader and Courier-Journal. Willing uh, will end on that note. <laughs> as, as, as always, you can get Kentucky Politics Weekly wherever you stream podcasts get us on apple podcast please be sure to give us a review uh and hit that subscribe button wherever you uh you, you listen to so you can get alerted every wednesday when the new episode is up and uh, we'll be back at you next uh wednesday on another kentucky politics weekly